we have become a digital world and whether you like it or not, that means spending more time on video. Between Zoom calls, meetings, virtual speaking engagements, we are now more than ever going online and on video more often than ever before. But there's something mysterious that happens when you put people in front of a camera. They can be completely relaxed and confident beforehand, but then you hit that record button and boom, it's like some other person, some other persona just takes hold of them. If you are one of these people who is infected by the record button virus, then please stick around for this interview that I did with Keelan Conan. She is a visibility coach and owner of Liberty Empowerment. And she helps her clients really show up on camera, which especially after COVID is more important now than ever. So make sure you don't miss a single second of this interview and completely transform your business by showing up on video. You are here for another dose of climate positivity on the Green Business Impact Podcast. Here we highlight the amazing work of green businesses from around the world that are fighting against climate change. If you are ready to be inspired to take action, ready to hear some amazing examples of how we are working to fight the climate crisis, then stay tuned because this week's episode will be the perfect hit of climate positivity. So I have a special guest with me today. Her name is Keelan Conan, and she is a fantastic creativity coach and specializes in helping business owners be able to show up on camera and monetize their videos, grow their online business, land their message all in one take. I'm really looking forward to diving in here today with you about visibility and helping business owners be able to show up online. So I'd love to start off with just one quick tip that any business owner listening to this right now could use and take with them to help them show up better online and improve their visibility. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Billy. So one really easy tip is to just go for it. The formula for confidence is courage plus committed action equals confidence. So if you just take that courageous step to turn on your camera and to start speaking and you do that over and over again, then you will see all kinds of things open. Yeah, I completely agree. That's how it was for me, for sure, because at the beginning, it was very nerve wracking, but then you just, you come on board and you just say, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go for it. And you just start hit the record button. And you just start going and talk about what you love to talk about and just, you go for it. And that was a huge part is that first step. And then it's easy from there. First time's so, always going to be the hardest and you're going to feel like you're messing up or you're not doing right. And the only way to mess it up, you guys, is to not get started to not do it. I completely agree. And so what was your first time coming on board on camera with this whole, when we shifted online or was it before? When did you start bringing out your side on video? Yeah. So I worked for corporate for 20 years and I worked in technology and sometimes customers like Microsoft would be like, Hey, turn your camera on. And I'd be like, no, I'm working from home in my yoga pants and sweatpants because I worked from home for most of my career, even before the pandemic. And it was really about, I didn't have the confidence to turn my camera on. And I hadn't really been trained to do that. And then in 2018, I got this hit 
to really awaken my creativity. And I realized I got to make videos in order to tell my story. And when I first started making videos, I wasn't using my voice. I've always loved the camera. I love having my picture taken. I love modeling and I loved acting on theater and stages. But when it came to actually being in front of a, a video camera, it was very hard for me to find my voice. I think almost every entrepreneur, no matter who, how many times you've seen them on video, we all have a similar story that the first time, the first couple of times, it is difficult, but the message is bigger than us. The message is bigger than our limitation. And if you're watching this right now and you just, you're like, oh, I can't do it. My invitation is just allow yourself to, and to just try it. Cause the first time again, it's going to be the hardest, but once you get into a flow, you're going to have fun with yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. And I know one guy that I was following, he's this like YouTuber and he was saying that the first time he did it, he just recorded it and then he like deleted it right away and did that four or five times before he actually was like, okay, I'm going to actually keep this one. I'm going to post it. And then he like did it and ran away from his computer because he was like, I'm just going to do it and post it up there and get it done with. And I'd say, you just got to do it and get past that fear and be able to just be able to show up. And it all starts baby steps too. You don't have to do a two hour long webinar or something like that. You can just start off with any meeting or virtual meeting that you have when you're networking with somebody or you're just meeting somebody for the first time or you're meeting your colleague for a coffee break on Zoom or something like that, turning on your video. Yeah, I mean, I see people just in their car. I see a lot of people record things in their car. And I think it's because people are safe. It's a comfortable environment. And I love all of those, Billy. Those are great just when you're in collaboration with another person. And I want to speak really quickly to the fear, if that's okay. Yeah, definitely. Because, because we all have a stage fright. We have that fear of looking into the void of nothing. And that fear is just an energy. And when we can really acknowledge that the energy is an energy and we actually decide that it's a fear and that same energy, you can say, you know what? I'm, okay. There's a fear there, but I'm actually going to turn it around and allow myself to use that as fuel. And when we can learn that trick, it becomes even more exciting. Yeah, definitely. Anytime you can take something negative and twist it around to be a positive is always a strength and always something that you need to try to do even on a daily basis, even if it's just like we were mentioning before, a small little step of changing some fear that you might have and just taking steps at it to chip it away and make yourself. And so I'd love to talk a little bit about you and your business. So you help entrepreneurs do this on a daily basis. And so what is your process that you go through to help them become visible online? Yeah, thank you. I love working with entrepreneurs who have established businesses. Maybe it's a brick and mortar. I work with, for instance, a lot of dog trainers as well, chiropractors, people who they're not necessarily seeing the need to be on social media. But what happened through the pandemic was a lot of people realized, especially people who have, have touch points, that they had to pivot their businesses. And I love working with introverted entrepreneurs. And one of my greatest joys is that when I do a virtual event, when people turn their cameras on, when they turn their Zoom camera on, and it's always an invitation. And I think what happens is that when we allow ourselves to be seen, it's a very vulnerable thing to turn your camera on, especially for the first time. But when we allow ourselves to be seen, we're building trust. 
we're building trust and community. And I really do believe that the old adage of the eyes are the windows to the soul. I, I think that's really true. And as entrepreneurs, we do have visions. A lot of us aren't in this for the money. We're in this because we got a cosmic download or we have a very personal reason for starting our businesses. And I think that when we can be seen and humanize why we started this business, all kinds of beautiful magic happens. And then your business in the universe provides for you in a bigger way. So again, go back to your question, how I work with my clients is that it's just very simple, gentle steps. And number one is building trust, turning your camera on and then diving into your stories. Why are you here? Why are you doing this? Because I think we overthink the being on video and social media. It's really just allowing you to be yourself, to be your authentic self. And that can be scary right now, but the more that we show up as our authentic selves, the more people can relate to us and understand our business and then buy from us. So really it's about building the trust being vulnerable, being authentic. And then the really important piece of this, and I've already said it a couple of times, is we get to we get to have fun with it. There's a lot of heaviness in the world. And when we can just realize, oh, I'm the creator of this channel. I'm the creator. And I'm going to show these pieces of my life. This is what lights me up. I think that there's a lot of magic that's created, especially in the airwaves, which we need right now. Yeah, definitely. I love that. Being able to play is something that we don't do enough of because we always are trying to think of, oh, how can this help me grow my business? Or is this going to be strategic or I have to make this as beneficial as possible at every moment of the day and be as efficient as possible because you have to be as productive as possible all the time. And it just, sometimes it's nice to just be able to say, I like to do it that way. I think it's fun. And let me just go and do it that way because I like to. And that's one of the things too, is as entrepreneurs, we have the power to have our own business and we can make our own rules. There's no rule book out there that says, oh, you must do this and this. It's your business. You make your own rules as long as you're not being immoral or something like that, but you make your own rules. And if you want to make it to where on Mondays you go live and just talk about your story or talk about something different from what you normally talk about, you can. It's your business and, you know, live it. Yeah. And I love that you talk about the rules because people always ask me, what kind of lighting do I need to use? When do I need to go live? Blah, blah, blah. Like they're asking me all the rules. Here's a secret, guys is that you get to define it. And in, in my, in how I train my clients is I'll give you the structure. I'll give you what I know works for me or works for other people. And then I invite you to break all the rules, break them. Because it, at the end of the day, it's what you vibe with. It's what really lights you up. So I think it's great to have some sort of like infrastructure in a starting point, and then you get to break them. There's a lot of permission giving there. Definitely. <laughs> I love that. That's really good. What do you see as the biggest challenge for business owners when they're trying to be more visible and come online more? What do you see as their biggest challenge that you have to help them work through? Yeah, there's a couple because it depends on a personality type because we're all different. One challenge is that people hoard their videos. So just like you said with your friend, he recorded five before he even would launch one. I fall into this too, is I'll create content and then... I'm like, oh, or I'll even like make up a story in my head. Oh, this doesn't make sense right now. And I might hoard something. And I'm like, okay, wait, I got a hit to share this because somebody else is looking for it. I really do believe we're all in a collective. So my invitation is if you're a person, you're like, oh yeah, I make stuff all the time. Are you sharing it? Just allow yourself to share it. 
So that's one piece of it. Another piece is that people will share, they'll go live and they're like, I don't, no one's watching. So it doesn't matter. Or I don't get any feedback or no one's liking it or it doesn't matter. So here's something I want to tell all of you guys is that you'll never know the impact that you're making. You will get a 10th of the feedback of what's affecting people out there. So even if you see a number of views or likes or comments, just know that is about 10% of what's actually happening. And I know this from experience because I was doing a morning show for a while and people who I would run into them and I still run into them. They're like, oh yeah, that morning show you did. And they, I didn't know they were watching. They might watch it on a replay. So just know when you show up, that message that you're sharing, even if you're like, I don't even know why I'm sharing, it is going to get to the right people at the right time. It may not happen in the timeline you're looking at. So don't make up the story that it doesn't matter because it does. If you're getting the nudge or the hit to go live or to share something, please do yourself and the world a favor to move forward with it. And then the third is ask for what you need. So if you want likes, if you want hearts, if you want comments, if you want people to tune in, ask them. Don't ask them once. Don't ask them twice. Ask them every single time. Talk about it all of the time. And when you do that, you're creating consistency and you will see that people will start to give you feedback, subscribe, share the video. Those are called calls to action. And most people, especially when you're getting started out, forget to include those. But they're very important. They're need so to, important. They need to know what you're looking for. And you have to prime them as well. So you have to give them the idea at first and say, oh, hey, make sure you subscribe. And then they hear it one time and they're like, oh, yeah, I guess I could do that. And then they forget. And then at the end, they go about their day. And then the next time they tune in, they're like, oh, yeah, I meant to do that last time. <laughs> so then they hit subscribe. It, it can take a few times to for somebody to like be like, oh, yeah, this is something I want to listen to. Or, hey, yeah, like they said that last time, but I forgot to do that. So we're all human. I think a lot of times we look at these metrics and we look at all this data that we have and we come up with this ideal avatar, this ideal person that we're supposed to be targeting. But you have to take a step back from that too and realize that they're human beings as well. When you go about your day and think about the things that you do, you always subscribe every time somebody asks you to? Probably not. Do you always hit the like button every time they ask? Probably not. So if you don't do it, that means that everybody else isn't going to do it every single time too. And I wanted to touch on a point that you made earlier too about having impact that you don't even know. I knew this friend of mine, his dad, when he's driving down the street, he would just smile and wave to anybody walking like along the side of the road or going out for a walk. And one day my friend asked him and said, why do you wave and smile to them, dad? And he said, I might be the only one that smiles at them today. And it was so like powerful for me because it's wow. You don't even really think about that. Like some people live in these, these lives where they're not able to have a lot of contact with people or they're just, they have lost a lot of significant members of their family or whatever. People's situation are different. And so if you can make a tiny impact on somebody's life, then you know, you have a calling to do that. You have a right to share that with the world and it can be very wonderful. And it can be yeah. vulnerable too. Like even just the act of waving to someone and like with the knowledge of they might not wave back, they might look at you weird. And it's us as leaders being the leaders in the world to take that risk. 
to take that courageous step. So I love that, Billy, because we never know our impact. And when we can show up that way, yeah, incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And it's also, it's very impactful for ourselves as well, because as you keep doing something, you start to internalize that as, oh, I am this person who does these things. And if you want to see yourself as being able to do those things, you have to start doing them. You have to actually put yourself in those shoes. And I was listening to this video the other day about a guy who was saying that he was trying to lose weight. He had weighed 400 pounds or something like that. And he wanted to lose weight. And so he went to get a tuxedo and he bought a tuxedo in the size that he was going to be when he reached his ideal weight. And it's just very interesting because he's, he's putting all these behaviors in place and he's actually shifting his entire mindset to being that person that he will be in the future, not who he is currently, which is just like mind blowing. Yeah. And I love that because that's actually one of the modules that I work with in my program is that we talk about wardrobe and wardrobe, you don't call it wardrobe, it's what we wear. And mm -hmm. are you wearing things that light you up? Are you wearing things that represent not only who you are now, but where you are going in your business? And it's a really, it's one of the most impactful pieces of the program because all kinds of crazy things open up for men and women. So yeah, I love that he did that. Yeah, definitely. And I'd love to know a little bit about your background. What kind of led you to becoming a visibility coach and being able to help entrepreneurs trying to show up online? Yeah. So I worked in corporate for 20 years. I mentioned this already. And I grew up mm -hmm. in Vermont, small town girl, but always wanted to go to the big city, lived in New York for a couple of years and then moved to California. But all the while I was working, yeah, I started working when I was 14 and I went to college on the side and went into the corporate world. And really, honestly, during that time I was starving my artist, I was drinking and partying and it just never felt like I was in the right room necessarily. And I mean, my name alone is creative and I'm a creative person, but I was not feeding that creativity outside of nibbling away at my college degree. And in 2018, I was finishing my creative writing degree and my capstone project happened to be just like this rush of creativity. And I basically got this cosmic download to embody the Statue of Liberty. And what that means is that her name is Liberty Enlightening the World. And I was like, wouldn't it be great if there was a person or people walking around really talking about liberation and not only enlightenment, but empowerment. And through that, I had this vision and I thought it was a children's show. I thought Lady Liberty would be like this, like character that goes around and teaches kids. And what I realized through different trial and error is that the embodiment of her is really a conversation. And it's not just about kids. Kids are good. It's the parents, it's the adults, it's us who have tampered down our creativity. And through this, I realized that there was a message to be shared. And part of that message was when we liberate ourselves, it's usually through visibility. It's usually through authentically telling our story. So through a lot of trial and error and as a true entrepreneur, trying different things, I created this program and it really came out of the pandemic, but I'd already been thinking about it right before, but just back to 2018, it was a really interesting year because I had this like rush of creativity. I'd been really struggling with drinking and smoking. And I, I realized that if I wanted to embody this really iconic, amazing statue, right? Like the, that kind of really leader quality, I couldn't be chain smoking 
and drinking a six pack of Sierra Nevada. Like I really had to get my stuff together. So that year I quit drinking and smoking and it was in April. And then about 30 days later, I retired from my corporate job, much to the chagrin of my boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband. And then in June on my 60th day of sobriety, my mom passed away. And it was just this, it was a really weird year because my grandmother had passed away earlier that year. A lot of these powerful women in my life passed on. And at the same time, it was like I was becoming into my own womanhood. And when my mom passed away, it really cemented my sobriety. And it also not only awoken my creativity, but it put me on a path just to stop starving my artist, to stop using things like cigarettes and alcohol to numb it out and to really allow myself to flow into that creativity. So through being an entrepreneur, through helping other entrepreneurs be seen and tap into their creativity, it's been such a gift and a very wild ride. That's like the very high level explanation of how I got here. That, that's fine. It's always a long road for everybody to where they want to be. So that's great. I'd love to also just talk a little bit more about becoming on video and creating more confidence on video. What is another way that somebody could help themselves show up online, be able to come back and be able to show up on social media or online in, in different ways and just have that confidence? Yeah. So people usually ask me, where should I post? And I, I personally have accounts everywhere. I even signed up for Twitter again. I was just like, it depends on where you're looking at content, choose your flavor and choose the one that you're on the most, because it's going to be easier for you just to post there and allow yourself consistency. So just put it on your calendar. I'm going to go live today for five minutes and just start really. And I know that's, what do you mean? Just start. You're watching other people's content. I know you are. Don't tell me you're not. You are. And just <laughs> let me take note into what is, what's interesting to you. What's appealing because that's just actually guiding you. Like I actually joined Twitter again because on my Instagram, I love how people are just putting like kind of quips, like statements and they just, they crack me up and I love the look of how they were posting the words. And I'm like, where are they getting that from? And they were getting it from Twitter. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna go to Twitter and then create little quotes and then put it in my Instagram. So I'm just following the breadcrumbs of what I like because what I like is also attracting people like me. So just start and just look at what you like and start sharing from that. If you're watching a guy who's in his car share something on TikTok every day, then sit in your car and share something. If you're watching people who are walking and talking, just try that, try different things, play with it. You cannot mess it up. I want to repeat that. You can't mess it up. And here's the other thing. You cannot be seen enough. You may get feedback that, Hey, Billy, you're posting too much. You're on like maybe just once a day. Like I had that feedback back in the teens. Somebody was like one post on Facebook's enough. And I let that get to me. And this was a person who was not doing what I was doing. And it was such a good lesson of, oh, like that one person, I let that feedback come in and derail what I was doing. So just be mindful of what you're listening to. And as an expert, listen to me, know that you cannot be seen enough and you can't mess it up. I promise. Yeah. Those are two huge messages because when you think about when you get on Facebook or you get on Twitter, you get on LinkedIn, you know, it's at many different times of the day and it's not always consistent. So if you are posting at a consistent time, then some people are going to see those posts. Some people aren't going to see those posts. And there is so many people out there. It's really okay. <laughs> you can be out there as much as you want to be, as much as you're inspired to be. 
the right people will find you. They will. Yes. Now, posting consistently is really great for the algorithm because the algorithm and the company, they'll reward you. But just start. Like we want, because a lot of times my clients will be like, what do I wear? What kind of equipment do I need? And honestly, you guys, you just need this. Is it? Wipe off your screen and go for it. And start from there. And then the other answers will come to you. They really will. Yeah, definitely. And it's especially one of those things where as long as you start, you get that momentum going. And then it just becomes so much easier to start incorporating these other things. Like, oh, maybe I should change my lighting. Oh, maybe I should add in a microphone. Oh, maybe I should add in a new webcam. Like these are those things that can happen along the way, but nobody's going to like look back at you like earlier and say, oh, you look terrible in that image. <laughs> like it's, it's fine. Everybody knows that everybody's just developing and trying to get their voice out there. And your message is so much more important than what you look like what your screen looks like, any of those things. Honestly, it's it's your message and what that's coming across. People will listen to grainy videos. People will listen to you with a zit on your nose. Like people are still going to listen to you. They want to hear what you have to say. It's yeah. more important about the message. So I think that's so important for sure. So this podcast, we're all about ecopreneurs who are fighting against climate change. And I know you have a lot of opinions towards sustainability and climate change too. I'd love to just kick off that conversation here a little bit. And what is your feeling on the state of climate change? Are you feeling very confident about our circumstances and what our world looks like or where do you stand? So this was part of Lady Liberty was she's green, <laughs> literally green, but also the mindset of this whole world we're living in is there's a lot of information out there right now. And one of the things I really love about your message Billy, is that you're actually breaking it down and making it available for us not to be so overwhelmed with climate change. Because here's where I come from. I don't really believe in the right or wrong conversation because I just, I don't know everything. And I think that a lot of these conversations when it comes to climate change, when it comes to government, religion, all these things, there's a lot of right and wrong. And I think that education and awareness is number one important. And I think it's not just, I don't use plastic straws conversation, but it's, if we're not going to use plastic straws, what are we going to use instead? And what's the economic and environmental footprint of that? Because I think a lot of times we think we're doing really great things. We're like, oh, I'm not going to drink milk anymore. I'm going to drink almond milk. And that's great. And it's healthy and it's, it's sustainable. But it's not. Almond milk takes so much water. So my stance is we get to do a lot better to planet Earth. We get to humble ourselves, I think. And I believe, especially as Americans, we are consumer driven. I, I think that sometimes we don't realize that we are actually the ones driving a lot of these impactful changes. So when we can be knowledgeable about knowing exactly where our avocados come from or where our products are coming from and really allow ourselves to be curious and then curious about where the waste goes, I think that that is a great starting point. And then people can make their own decisions because I love the idea of electric cars and what's the impact of the electric car? Like the electricity is coming from somewhere. So where is that coming from? So I think it's a conversation of really being curious about the bigger picture and not just like being a sheep and saying down with a plastic straw. I'm just using that because I lived in California. And I think there's a lot of opportunity for improvement. I think that we have a lot of innovation that maybe hasn't been tapped into yet. And I'm optimistic. I just am an optimist. And if we let the side of it get to us all of the time, it doesn't work. 
don't like the fear piece of it. We tried that and it worked for a little bit, but people just shut down. And I think that when we can come from a place of empowerment, that's where the liberation comes from. So yeah, those are my thoughts. No, I completely agree. And I completely agree with the fact that you were talking about how we tried fear. We did a lot of like fear-based tactics to try to convince people with all this data and everything saying like, it's looking really bad. And in five years, it's going to be even worse unless we do something now. Like the extent of the problem is so massive and so huge. When you try to explain it to us evolved primates, our minds can only understand so much. We, when we look at the universe and how massive it is with its 3.7 billion light years old and all that, all this stuff, when you think about how massive it is, how small we really are, it's so hard to grasp that. And so when you talk about climate change, which is so massive, it's such a huge thing with all these intricate parts and all these things that we don't understand completely, but we do understand that, hey, we're getting warmer and we're causing it. We're putting these gases up into the atmosphere that are warming the earth. It's happening. So we understand those pieces, but there's so much we don't understand. And so like, when you come back to that and you realize that if you just try fear and just like putting that out there and just like making people afraid, it's just going to stop them up and they're not going to be able to do anything. Like you create inaction and that's exactly the opposite of what we need. We need a lot of action happening right now. I think that there's a, there's an opportunity just for like conscious awareness is because I've gone down the rabbit hole of, I don't even know what to eat. Like watching mm-hmm. documentaries about fish and about like the runoff of agriculture into our, it, it can be very overwhelming. I think that when you can just be conscious and, and pick the thing that like triggers you near the ocean. So like picking up garbage, things like that. And then really understanding the systems and the structures. We love to pretend that we know, we want to blame the president, whoever that is on all kinds of stuff. But like, are you looking at your community? Are you looking at exactly, not only like your garbage gets picked up and you pay a fee for the truck to come, but where does it go? Get curious about what's happening around you and just start from there. And then the bigger things, because the change happens in our homes. It happens in the community level. And then the bigger change happens as well. But like just really getting grounded and curious and thinking about the kind of future you want your kids to have, grandkids to have. Because I think that a lot of times like we're so instant gratification, but are you really allowing yourself to take a minute and take a breath and, okay, what kind of effect is this going to have on me? my wallet, my family, my, in the next generations and coming from there and in a loving space, not to beat yourself up, but like just kind of curiosity, curiosity did not kill the cat. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I I completely agree. Cause you just, you get started. You just start understanding what's happening and becoming more aware is so important. So let me ask a few last questions here so that we can get wrapped up. What is your goals for the rest of 2022? My goal for the rest of 2022 is to launch another version of the Pop Video Academy, which is for any entrepreneur who's really camera fear. It, it, it's great for people who've already been on camera too, but I really love working with the people who are shy and are ready just to take that next step in your business. That, and I'm also working on my own podcast. So it's called The Liberty Zone and it's unifying the world one difference at a time. So I I interview different, people who are just different than me, coming from different walks of life, different religions, because I really do believe that unification comes from that curiosity and us learning about things that maybe we didn't even know existed. Even our television or our social medias, 
those are very segmented to who you are, to your race, to your age. Like we are targeted all the time. One of my visions through my Lady Liberty vision is to unify the world through these conversations. And that's why the camera work is so important to me too, because when we allow ourselves to be seen and witnessed like that, there's all kinds of healing that happens. So those are the two things I'm working on and just enjoying married life because I got married in April. That's awesome. That would be so much fun. Did you guys go on the honeymoon? We did. We got married in Greece and then Prague. Yeah. Very cool. Just came out of a vision. Like we're like, it's a pandemic. This is going to happen. And we had 26 people come. And I share that not to brag, a little bit of bragging because we had this vision, but I want you guys to know that when you have a vision and you're committed to it, even if it sounds crazy, like JFK was like, we're going to go to the moon. And even after he was assassinated, it happened. Your vision matters. It is important. And being visible about it and being vulnerable, and even if it's crazy and you're like, Elizabeth's lady who's talking about she's Lady Liberty, it doesn't matter because your vision is so important. So allow yourself to be surrounded by people who maybe not understand it, but they got your back and they let you have the space to create what you're creating. And a lot of times that is something as simple as sharing on your social media. Yeah, definitely. And I'd love to know, what are you currently learning right now? Oh my gosh, I'm learning a lot of things. So I'm learning a lot about lean and continuous improvement through the eyes of an entrepreneur. So this is something I studied when I worked in corporate and technology. I was a green belt and now I'm in this program and we're applying that statistical metric driven data to the startup process. So I never really thought of my company as a startup until now. I worked in technology, it worked for startups, and I hadn't really thought of coaching as a startup, but it is. That's one piece. And I'm learning how to write a memoir too. So I'm in a couple of different programs and I'm learning about how to work with energy. I'm a continuous learner. I'm obviously, I talked about curiosity so much. Yeah, <laughs> same. I love to learn and just learn new things in all sorts of different ways. You never know what you're learning and how it's going to come and influence other pieces of your life too. Just something comes up in one area that you've just been like, oh, hey, I could use that in my business or, oh, hey, I could use that to help my son know behave better or something like that. You never know how things are going to play out. So I never thought at, so at age 26 and now I'm 41 that I would learn like about metrics and data and be able to apply it to my own business like 15 years later. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. Now, and to wrap it up here, if anybody would like to enhance their ability to speak confidently on video, what is the best way for them to start their journey with you and stay in touch? Yeah, so I love Facebook. Not everyone is into Facebook, but I have a free Facebook group called Confident on Camera Community. And in it, I invite people to post videos. Promote yourself. That's the best way. Like, talk about your business. Try to sell something. So you can join that private Facebook group. It's really encouraging. I monitor it. I have a team that monitors it. We give you feedback when you post a video. So that's one way. You can just Google my name, Keelan Clark specifically, or Keelan Siobhan, and I you'll find me on all the social media and just reach out to me and ask me questions. That's a that's the best way to get started. There are no stupid questions. Just reach out. Yeah. Definitely. Thank you so much for coming on, Keelan. It was so awesome having you on today and learning all about how to be confident on video. So thank you so much for joining us. And I hope to have you back on the podcast sometime. I'd love to. And thank you for the work you're doing in the world, Billy. It's so important. So awesome. Thank you. And if you enjoyed this interview, 
with Keelan on how to show up confidently on camera, then I invite you to check out Keelan's free ebook on how to create videos that sell. Video is one of the most effective forms of media in terms of creating that no like, and trust factor that you need in order to get people to buy. And it is one of the fastest ways to connect with your audience and also to repurpose your content. So make sure that you check out Keelan's ebook to know how you can create videos that sell. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Green Business Impact Podcast. We hope you enjoyed hearing your weekly dose of climate positivity. In a world that constantly inundates you with the negative things happening, it can be great to take a break and hear some great things happening in the world. Make sure to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app to stay up to date with the latest and best interviews of the top minds in the green industries. And if you are interested in taking your green business to the next level, consider checking out our Business Creativity Mastermind linked in the show notes below to harness the power of creativity and innovation to 10x your business. Thanks again, and we can't wait to see you back here next time for another hit of Climate Positivity.